you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 20th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a man who, when he left the collegiate ranks, was a Heisman finalist. He made it to, I was going to say he reached the mountaintop, but no, he kind of reached like base camp one (laughs) because he made the NFL, drafted 100th overall, and made an NFL roster. Base camp two was staying was proving himself, getting there for year two and year three. Base camp three and four was staying eight seasons in the NFL for two teams. But, of course, the summit, the Everest, the ultimate, the the rarefied air, the thin air of glory, well, he got that too when he won a Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl champion, the real Mike Robb. Let's welcome back to the pod, the real Mike Robb. Michael Robinson, thank you, bud. Always glad to be here, Drew. What's going on? I don't know where the base camp shit came from. It just it's all good. Like spit it's all good. Here we go. Bro. I'm your host, NFL <laughs> Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and on today's show, we're going to make it simple. 16 questions for week 16. I'm kind of assuming there will be questions about Michael Parsons, who bristles whenever we talk about a Cowboys loss, but seems to have forgotten that we can't shut up about the Cowboys when they win. And I assume we'll talk about Cowboys woes against the rush, considering they're about to face the Dolphins in Miami. We better get to tomorrow night's suddenly fascinating Saints and Rams game at SoFi. And we'd be crazy not to call out the game of the week, Ravens and Niners, this battle between the AFC top seed and the NFC top seed and the two top MVP candidates who has the edge and why. Those are dull questions. I'll see if I can do better than that. But first, this. The Cowboys made the playoffs before the day started, and it's a good thing because the rest of it wasn't so good. Okay, Michael Robinson, Micah Parsons. Uh, you're a fan of Micah Parsons. You're a fellow alum, a fellow Nittany Lion. Not a huge fan, though, Micah Parsons isn't of recent criticism of his Cowboys, but a 31-10 loss in Week 15 of a season in which a Super Bowl dream seems more real than in previous campaigns, well, typically warrants criticism or at least evaluation of some kind. Number 11 said on his podcast, The Edge, with Micah Parsons, quote, everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts, who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. 
it's almost to the point where it's like almost sick that former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that they have something to talk about. It's not even to just get into names. I feel like at this point, you kind of know who you are. End quote. I hope I didn't massacre that quote too badly in terms of the delivery, but you get the point. Uh, he bristled a little bit at criticism after that 31-10 loss to the Bills. My question for you, and here it comes. Question number one, Michael Robinson. I don't want to point fingers at Micah Parsons. I don't even want to evaluate why he said what he said. My question is to you. How long did it take, and what did it take for you as an NFL player to learn to stop taking criticism at the NFL level personally? Well, it depends on who the criticism comes from, right? If you get so, it, some criticism was easier to avoid and ignore than others. Yeah, like like I played running back, so if my position coach was telling me something, then yeah, that that criticism is warranted. Like he's trying to get me better. You got to listen. You got to understand. But if it's coming from outside the building, first and foremost, Michael Parsons, who's a, a good, good dude, I love the dude. I spent some time with him this past off season. He has to understand, like. This is entertainment. We have jobs to do. We have to talk about this thing every single day. The Dallas Cowboys, they are the most valuable sports franchise in North America. Most valuable sports franchise in North America, and they have not won anything in 27, 28 years? Correct. So, Micah, I hope he listens to this. I really do, because I really want to talk directly to him, Drew. You're probably going to be the highest paid defensive player in all of football. Before you know it. Yeah. The next time you put pen to paper, it's going to be once he's done with his rookie deal, he will become, according to Michael Robinson, and it's hard to push back yeah. when you look at the numbers, the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. And a big reason why you can do that, the big reason why Jerry Jones can just write that check is because of all the marketing because of all the discussions we have every single week about the Dallas Cowboys. It's a, it's a business, bro. Yes, and you, I, you have to understand this. So I want to put that out there first. Dude, we talk about you guys because this is the business of it. That's how you get paid. And they are on the sharp end of the business yeah, end of it. Yeah, sharp they really end are. of it. They really they lead. You get drafted by the Cowboys. You prove yourself to be a star on a cow in a Cowboys uniform, which Micah Parsons has certainly done. You are in the conversation, period. That conversation is ceaseless. It's never-ending. Never. It's ongoing, and it will be ongoing until you win a Super Bowl, and then it'll start up in a different all, all way over. after you win the yeah. Super Bowl because you are, to Michael's point, on the most brilliantly branded franchise that we have ever seen in so this embrace league. it yeah embrace it oh it, did you not hear us a couple of weeks ago after you dismantled the philadelphia eagles yeah. talk about your quarterback please and mvp yes, and all of those things yes, we talked about you defensive player here every single week so part of this guys that people that are listening he has a podcast and needs people to tune into it so i, I you, you gotta understand that there's some of that in there too without a doubt <laughs> He's right now, he's nodding his head and he's smiling saying, yeah. guys, thank you for taking the bait. The whole football world's talking about Absolutely. it Absolutely. You know, and number two, number two, and Micah, I hope, I know you listen, man. Because I'm not one he, of the, Well, I know he listens to you. I'm not one of the guys that just criticize you for no reason. When I say it, it's because it's on tape. Yes, sir. That's it. We talked in the middle of downtown State College uh, first week or last week in August, first week in September. It was a bye week in the National Football League. You had we had about fifty people around us, bro. Everybody was everybody was like, "Oh, Mike, Mike, are we day together?" Blah blah blah. 
and you walked up to me, you gave me a hug, and you said, Mike, what's up, dog? How can we win this Super Bowl? I said, Micah, keep the drama out of your locker room. You do that, you have a singular focus. Trust me, the talent is there. Well, when you make statements like this, when you do this, you play into that drama. Now, again, it's You're good for business. You're creating it a little bit. Yeah, it's good for business. Yeah, for sure. But it's not great for the ultimate goal and you getting the distractions out to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, Micah, get your money, man. But um, that was a little bit of an immature take, I think. Just a little bit. Yeah, um, I, listen, he is a young man, and I think maturity comes to all of us at its own pace. For me, I think I took longer than most of the people <laughs> in my family and most of my friends. I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. I was 40 years old before I— Pulled my head out of my ass, and so I think that Mike Mike is so he's so he's such an impressive person. Uh, you know him personally, so you can attest to that. And and I do think there's probably a little bit of cheek here, a little yes. bit of a twinkle in his eye when Absolutely. he realizes what I'm about to say is going to get picked up by everyone crazy. and will prove my point. Yes. Right? It will prove my point. <laughs> um, and the nice thing for you to know, Mike, is that Michael Robinson, not a fake analyst. Um, I am not an analyst at all. I'm merely a mouthpiece for other people, and uh, we can. Cannot wait to talk about you and your team as winners, playoff winners, playoff runners, and yes, maybe even Super Bowl winners at the end of all this. But you guys have some work to do first. Uh, good luck against the Dolphins. That takes me to question number two. In a year of plan Bs, Michael, of backups, of second string and third string answers to first string questions, which of the backup-led teams is the most dangerous and most viable and why? Bengals, Browns, or Colts? Oh, Bengals, Browns, or Colts? Bengals, um, of course, with Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Browns, of course, with the uh, the timeless. Yeah, the, yeah Joe the, Flacco. The forever young Joe Flacco, and, of course, the Colts with the magic mustache himself, Gardner Minshew. It's crazy, man. It's like I wish I could, I wish I could put the scheme and fight of Indy. I wish I could have the arm and experience of Flacco. Um, and I wish I could have the, uh, I don't know, the gahona, the, the, yeah, the, the gonads, the stones, the stones of Jake, of Jake Browning. Browning. Like, I wish I could just mash them all up. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with Flacco on this You're one. You're going to go with Flacco on yeah, this Yeah, I'm going to go with Flacco on this one. Pieces around him are better than on the other teams? Uh, yeah, and that's a championship defense, right? I mean, I, I think Miles Garrett is clearly, if not the defensive player of the year, one of the defensive players of the year. He affects the game in so many different ways. Joe Flacco has ran a version of this offense before um, through some of the Kubiak systems that he's been a part of. Um, and it's funny. I do think Deshaun Watson has more upside, right? Because of his movement ability, his playmaking ability. But it's funny how a guy like Joe Flacco, who knows he can't move, he just gets completions. Yeah. And I think it's power in that. I think there is power in knowing <laughs> what you're capable of and being clear in your own spirit of what you're incapable yep. of because it does create a focus, right? It sure does. Running. Uh, moving the pocket, getting out of here, not an option. So uh, I get to focus on my singular task here. And the and ball gets to, thrown uh, away and everything. Throw with timing and touch, anticipation, get the ball out of my hands or take a sack. Uh, just don't give the ball away. That's it. Very and I think it's, it's coming it's, – it's, it's turning into an advantage for uh, the Cleveland Browns who and Kevin Stefanski, again, a, a coach of the year candidate. So many backup-led teams right now in the NFL the most dangerous of all of them may just be the Cleveland Browns so says Michael Robinson 
Question number three. Uh, you just talked about the Browns as having a championship defense. We think of Josh Allen, Joshy Poo, as a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, as a championship caliber quarterback. But my question to you, Michael, is this. Is it possible that you never quite know if someone has what it takes until he gets a chance to prove that he does? Agree. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Um, it's tough to know if they have what it takes to get through the tough parts, uh, especially in the playoffs when we haven't seen it. I, I, the only thing I, where, I would, where I would fight back with Josh, because to your point, we haven't seen Josh do it. We haven't seen Josh get to the Super Bowl or anything like that. I believe there's two or three, maybe four guys in the National Football League who, regardless of circumstances, you can say, I need you to go win the game for us. Four quarters, you need to be the best player on the field. And Josh Allen's one of them. And so, to me, knowing that, knowing the tools that this guy possesses, I believe you can make an educated guess in his regard, especially if you're only using his special power, which is that right arm, which I like to call a bazooka, and his playmaking ability, especially if you're only using that, I don't know, seven or eight plays a game? Yeah. Not 60 plays a game yes. where he has to do it every single play, right. everything. That's why I think the emergence of James Cook in his run game and Joe Brady and the firing of Ken Dorsey, all of that stuff had to happen. So I think Josh, can, as, he, as he so eloquently put it this past week, I feel like I got an A on the test and I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, yeah, you deserve it, man. You deserve a few games where you get an A and the other team care, and your, the rest of your teammates care. It's funny, for whatever reason, the image of a well-tailored suit just popped into my head, that the – that when a game plan isn't quite focused enough, when it's asking him to be too much, it ends up being this linen suit that got wet and it's a little bit baggy, it's stretched a little bit, and it, it's, it's a little bit wrinkled. still fits the man, he's a handsome man, but it doesn't look quite as good as it can be. Now you've got a guy in there who knows how to call the right plays at the right time, in theory. Mm -hmm. We're seeing uh, a, a devotion to, a reliance upon a run game that is so necessary to the balance of this Bills team. And now Josh Allen suddenly looks like an Italian model in a well-designed and well-tailored, perfectly tailored suit. That's the kind of look that will get him to the place where he can prove mm -hmm. to all of those doubters that, yes, I am a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I have what it takes because I'm in the game to prove it, and I'm going to prove it. Question number four, is physicality the most important team trait that we aren't talking about? Because I think you could argue the biggest worries about team like the Bills, about teams like the Bills and the Cowboys and maybe even the Dolphins, the thing that may come back to haunt them is their inability or unwillingness to play bully ball. How important is physicality when it matters most? Uh, in the playoffs, um, when you cannot go on percentages you cannot guess you have to know what you're calling is going to work it's the run game that's why every offseason you hear me fighting so hard to get running backs paid and in a year where <laughs> over a quarter of the league is playing with backup quarterbacks who's at the highest paid position it's proving my point okay so um scheme and the and football just like life goes in waves right we went through a wave where the running back dominated, physicality dominated. Then, you know, some lawsuits happened and some stuff happened and the rules of the game had to change a little bit. Yes, sir. And so the now offense and defenses, they're starting to spread out and throw the football. It's a little bit less physical. So when everybody's zig, you got to zag. That's why, it, to me, it's not by mistake that San Francisco, Baltimore, 
They're the number one teams. Without They're the best doubt. teams in football. First two teams that pop into your head, right? Yeah. When you think about They're physical bullies. teams, bully ball capable guys who can run the ball down your throat, then do it again, then do it again, 10, 12, 15 straight running plays, and yes, end up like the Bills did against yep. the Cowboys with 266 yards rushing. That was a statement if there ever was one. Physicality matters so much in this game, and it matters most when in December and January. And yes, on that Sunday in February, when the two best teams in the league, we hope, get a chance to prove who is the best. Physicality will have gotten them there, and physicality will win the day. Question number five. Something is going on with the Eagles, Michael, that goes beyond losses. I see fear where there was once ferocity. I see doubt where there was once domination. But what I see matters very little. What are you seeing that might explain this recent Philly funk? And, yes, that's P-H-U-N-K, <laughs> the Philly funk. Um, to put it as simple as I possibly can, I believe they're missing the hell out of their coordinators from last year. Jonathan Gannon, who, of course, is now the head coach in Arizona, was the defensive coordinator. Shane Steichen, who, of course, is now the head coach in Indianapolis, was the offensive coordinator. Losing both coordinators after a Super Bowl run campaign, uh, do you think it matters? It sure as hell does. <laughs> yeah, it seems look, to. It definitely seems to in Philly. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. Look at the, again, don't look at the record. Look at the type of yes. football they play. Believable football they that looks believable. like it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts, against all odds, proving that they may just be a playoff team. Come on now. Come on now. I don't have nothing to say on that one. I mean, it's simply put. <laughs> Question number six. Have you ever seen Russell Wilson chew it out like that? No, I haven't. I actually just did an interview about that, too. Um, I have not. Okay. Okay. Now, I have not seen Russell get chewed out like that by a coach. Oh, but you've seen him chewed out like that by a fellow player. Yeah. Yeah, man. Locker rooms are family, man. Yes. Um, you, have it, you have it out. <laughs> you have it out. You, you have to. It out, and you come to a resolve and you move forward. That's why all families do that in a locker room is similar to a family. You know, the whole time watching Sean Payton just lay in the Russell, I'm looking at all the nonverbal communication from my old quarterback, Russell Wilson, who, by the way, walked directly up to me before the game. We had a great conversation. Nice. We resolved some stuff. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And it was good. It was good. It was good to have a grown. Believe me, there's three or four follow-ups that I'd love <laughs> no, to ask, but I in deference to your privacy and your relationship <laughs> yeah. with him, obviously I won't. It but was I'm, awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. It, it was awesome. It, it was. It was an awesome thing. But um, in regards to Russell, I looked at. He stared Sean Payton in the eyes. To me, it looked like Russell wanted to slap Sean Payton in the face mm -hmm. at, in that moment. Yeah. But he had the respect. He's. You know what I mean? He sat there, took his lashing and moved on. I don't know what they were arguing about. Yes, I don't sir. know what went on after that. But what an example of a superstar franchise quarterback taking his criticism. They're football players, too. Yes, sir. They're humans, yes, too. Yes, sir. Just because they make the most money don't mean they don't mess up. And nobody likes to look bad in this game. You know, egos are a real thing. You know, we try to avoid them. We do our best to, to keep them at bay. But especially with players and coaches, man, you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look bad. Apparently, the subtext to that moment may have been that Sean Payton wanted more time yes. uh, in order to potentially throw the challenge flag. If he had thrown the challenge flag, that touchdown may very well have counted. counted. Uh, Russell went to a quick snap there. They ended up getting only three points from that drive, and Sean Payton lost it. Now, that's one theory, uh, listener. I don't know that that is for sure the reason, but I think Michael's point is what he saw, and what he saw in that moment was not just a coach losing it on a player, but was a 
player showing a side of him that we forget. The Russell Wilson who is the kind of leader that can take the burden of responsibility on his shoulders in a game, can take it after the game in a press conference, and can take it in the worst possible moment while he's getting MF'd by his coach (laughs) very publicly and very loudly. And even in that moment, Russell Wilson, the leader, stood up, so to speak. Absolutely. Question number seven. Who gets your coach of the year vote to this point? D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen, or Kevin Stefanski? I really want to give it to all of them. They've all changed or set the set the grounds for culture changes um, where they are. I'm talking about the new coaches and D'Amico Ryan and Shane Steichen. And you look at Kevin Stefanski to see Robert Sala go through what he's going through in New York, where they just can't seem to find a quarterback anywhere, a capable quarterback to run their offense or an offense or capable offense to match their quarterback situation. Stefanski has found 11. He's found like, yeah, it's just (laughs) everything happens. It doesn't matter. He gets offense out of whoever is in that quarterback. So to me, it has to be Kevin Stefanski right now. All right. Stefanski has the edge, but uh, Michael Robinson would like to give this award to all three. Uh, Stefanski, (laughs) D'Amico Ryan and Shane Steichen. Question. Question number eight, back to your Bills. Is this game against the Chargers a trap game? After coaches are fired, the interim guys tend to do very well their first time out, almost 500, which is surprising considering that winning teams tend to not fire their coaches. So teams that have just fired coaches (laughs) tend to be teams in crisis, and yet they are winning at a pretty impressive clip. Are the Bills walking into a trap against the Chargers? Quite possibly. Quite possibly, because it's not like this team. What's your level of concern? Pretty high? Yeah, it is because of how the ease in which the Bills won last week. I need to see more consistent play like this to know that they've completely changed their offensive focus around. Last week, their balls were against the wall, so to speak. They had, I mean, yes, sir. They got to win this week. They have to win this week. I mean, and next week. And and you can't look ahead. You've just got to look to the Chargers. They they just have to look to the Chargers. So I hope that Sean McDermott has gotten that point across. Uh, Translation, yes, you are walking into a trap, Bills. Don't fall for it. Sidestep it and win this game. We have reached halftime in our 16 for 16 segment. 16 questions ahead of week 16. Eight down, eight to go, only minutes to do it. After the break, we will pick it up on NFL Total Access, the podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Michael Robinson, the real Mike Robin. We are asking 16 questions ahead of week 16 with this Super Bowl champion. Eight answered, eight more to be answered, starting with this. What a frustrating game this was. You can see the frustration on the sideline from Patrick Mahomes in the ear of the officials, especially that official that called Kadarius Toney offsides. Question number nine. How do the Raiders, yes, we just heard about the Chiefs, but how do the Raiders, the Chiefs' next opponent, exploit the dysfunction between Patrick Mahomes and his wide receivers, and how do they recapture the magic of that stunning 63-point outing? Don't give up anything cheap, like big explosive plays cheap, because, uh, yeah, Patrick, I think, is going to go hunting. (laughs) You know, I think he's... Not hunting, not just for big plays, but hunting to get this offense back on track, to get this offense back in a rhythm. And uh, Max Crosby, you're one of the premier pass rushers in this league. These tackles are not good. I think it was bad money spent. You look at injuries um, didn't help. They've got a rookie. That's what I was about to say. The right. injuries didn't injuries help. Have not helped them. And then their right tackle, Mr. Taylor from uh, Jawan Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's just not cutting it. So, Max Crosby, you literally have an opportunity to spend your afternoon in the backfield. Absolutely. Do it. And I expect it. Question number 10, let's stay on the Chiefs. Michael, with all that we have seen from this underperforming Chiefs team this season, why are so many people still picking the Chiefs to get to, and yes, win, the Super Bowl? It's 15. Number 15. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, you got to understand, like, how these conferences are built. The AFC, in my regard, they're built off the strength of the quarterback position, that singular guy. They, that's where all the guys are, the Patrick right? Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Josh the Allen Aaron Rodgers for four plays, the Joe Burrow, Burrows, Lamar Jackson. Jacksons, those are where the guys – Tua Tungavailoa. Yes, those are where the guys are. So the gr- NFC quarterback is, who can get hot and take you to the promised yeah. land. NFC, very different. M- NFC, more team-oriented, right? They got better rosters, complete yes. ro- more better complete rosters. You look at – Detroit, you look at the 49ers, yes. you look at uh, Dallas. All no, that but you're t- absolutely right because we find ways to doubt Dak Prescott and yeah. Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and Jared Goff, Jared Goff. of course, right? We yeah. find ways to doubt them because of their for teams. good reason. Because their teams yes, are sir. so good. And the AFC is a little bit, it's a little bit differently. So, uh, yeah, man, that's why I think teams are scared that if the Bills get in there, you know, they, they could get hot and – they keep giving Kansas City a chance because they have the best quarterback of them all, Patrick Mahomes. Question number 11. The last two NFC Offensive Players of the Week face the Packers, Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield. This is kind of a Packers and other teams-focused question, in my soul anyway. 
When do you know as an NFL player that your season is done? Is there a moment that precedes actual mathematical elimination, or do you hold out hope until there is no more hope to have? You hold out hope until there's no more right hope to Right to the have. end. You, you do. Now, <laughs> even if you kind of know as you sit there in the locker room and look to your left and right, as you have told us before, knowing I'm not going to be the one to screw up, but I'm pretty sure somebody next to me is. Yeah, or you're looking for the excuse right. to say, oh, well, we would have got there, but if, this happened. Right. Right. Outside, everybody's going to say we're going to fight to, to the, the end. end. But internally, you know whether your team has it or not. Do you know sometimes before the season even starts? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, it's hard, hard for me to admit it, but yeah. Like there was times where I was on some 49er teams uh, when I first got in the league where, you know, you go through the first couple of weeks and you're like, there's no way. You that know, we can really that do we something can special. really do something special. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I, I think teams know. Question number 12, Ravens-Niners game of the week for my money, the top seeds in both conferences, the top MVP candidates. Michael Robinson, who is feeling more pressure to perform well this week, Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy? You just painted a picture for us in question number 11, which reminded us that Lamar Jackson is on that AFC side of the ledger, the slightly more quarterback-focused top quarterback talent can ride a hot quarterback like Lamar Jackson to great things, whereas Brock feels anyway, seems anyway, as more of a scheme. Does that mean that Lamar, by definition, has more pressure to perform well because there's more on his shoulders? I think that's one way to look at it, and that's partly why I'm so hesitant. Yes, sir. Um, because the other side of this is the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan has been the Super Bowls. Yeah. The quarterback has been the difference. Yes. Purdy, everybody's saying you're the difference. Yes. Um, so I can see the pressure on his end as well. Yeah. I think one of these Purdy's two. Purdy's definitely more doubted than doubted, Lamar. Definitely more right? doubted. I mean, if he would have went in the first round, I don't think we'd be having these We say things like, Brock Purdy. Purdy's not even the fifth best player on his team, so how can he be the MVP? Yeah, but somebody's distributing it to him. Correct. Um, but somebody's also scheming the plays to create Correct. the opportunities for everybody And involved. somebody <laughs> named Brock Purdy is executing those plays. Is executing right, so those all plays. of that is It is all the, plays, yeah. um, especially in a year where everybody sees Kansas City as being down on the AFC side. I'm going to go with Lamar on this one because if they aren't playing in the Super Bowl, it is a failure. I'm just looking at the rest of the AFC. I'm looking at how this team is playing. They can still run the football with the best of them. They got the number one scoring defense, one of the best rushing teams, with the number one scoring defense with a dynamic MVP-type quarterback. If you lose, it's a failure. Lamar Jackson, uh, the great eight, you are great. You earned that nickname because you are great. Michael Robinson says now is the time to be great. Question number 13, staying on the MVP tip, why aren't position players getting more respect in the MVP race? What would it take for us to snap out of this sycophantic devotion to the dark arts of NFL quarterbacking? Because if Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill aren't enough, then what is? Remember when Tom Brady got hurt in 2011? Yes, sir. He got hit in the lower leg. Yep. What happened the next season with the rules? The rules got changed to protect the quarterbacks. Our fans, we create that dynamic. We've put so much importance on that position. You can't win in this league without one of those guys, yeah. right? So the MVP is turned into the MVQ. Yeah. And the Offensive Player of the Year is for everybody else. 
Okay, so I like this. So, <laughs> so you know what? In a way, you are inviting us to make more of the Offensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. We have seen it given to Cooper Cup in recent years, to Justin Jefferson in recent years, and maybe that is the maybe that is the award, guys, that we need to be talking more about and a little bit less about the MVQ. Question number 14, back to Ravens and Niners. We perceive the Ravens as a kind of one-player scheme, heavily dependent upon Lamar's special skill set and transcendent talent. We perceive the Niners as an ultimate team scheme. Uh, Kyle Shanahan led, yep. as you have delineated very well. What situation as a player is better to play in? Oh, the system. The, the Kyle system, Shanahan the Kyle system. Shanahan system. Yeah, because um, everybody can understand holistically where the answers are. Everybody can understand when it's Debo's play. Everybody can understand when we need Big Trent. This is going to be a tough block on you, but we, we're going to need you to do this because this is what's happening downfield. The way that the Baltimore Ravens do things. What if Lamar's sick that day? What if he's having a bad day? What if you know you, you put everything then into they're that? out of the tournament? It feels that way, doesn't it? It does, yeah. right? And so, yeah, Lamar doesn't have many of those days. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Because he's a pro and he makes right, all right, that money right. or whatever. But, yeah, I, I would have to say the system. Two questions to go, one minute to get it in. Question number 15. The Niners secondary was chewed up a little bit early in the season against guys named Kirk Cousins and <laughs> Joe Burrow. And then they made a move for a kid named Chase Young, pulled him out of D.C., brought them to S.F., was the Chase Young acquisition the best piece of business done in this league before the trade deadline, and is it the secondary that benefited the most from Chase Young being on this team? Yes, number one, because obviously the kid is a talent, right? He was a first-round pick for a reason. Number two, what it did to the mentality of the other pass rushers in that room with him. It said, ooh, this team's serious about winning it this year. Let me make sure I'm doing my part so I'm not out the door because they're bringing people in. They're serious about this damn thing. I believe Nick Bosa perked up a little bit. I believe uh, Cleveland Farrell, all those guys perked up a little bit. Like, okay, all right, yeah, now we got another first-round guy here. Let me show my value. And they started going harder. Final question, question number 16. We talk about the 2023 season as a season of celebration of parity. 22 teams still in the playoff picture entering week 16. But, Michael Robinson, is it possible that what we call parity is actually a league in which there just aren't that many good teams? Yeah. Um, Tom Brady was right when he said it a few weeks ago. There's some bad football being played, terrible football being played. And there's a lot of different dynamics that go into that that we just don't have the time to get into. But what I will say is this. Owners and people in positions of power, their impatience has caused all of this. They're impatient to win now or yes. to have turnarounds immediately. Yes. It goes back to the social media age and yes. the likes and the clicks. It's all instant foot, gratification, football, instant it, satisfaction. It, we can have it here tomorrow using yeah. Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like now you can shop and watch football at the same time. Correct. That's the commercial, right? And, the, the, and, the, and the package may be here by, by the end of the game. By the end of the game. Like, come on, right? So things have changed, man. And, and again, um, the football purists, I consider myself one of those guys. I do college football as well. Um, you notice it. And the teams that are fundamentally sound usually win. Again, I challenge all of our listeners Go look at how San Francisco and Baltimore, for that for that matter, they're the two number, they're the two best teams in the league. Watch how they play football. Watch how they block. Everybody has their elbows inside. Everybody's fighting for the outside shoulder. Everybody has a strong inside hand. Running backs doing things perfectly. No false steps. 
You know, they're coached correctly. There, there's a reason why they're the best in the National Football League. I can't let you go without asking one last follow-up, <laughs> a bonus question number 17. Thursday night, tomorrow night, Saints come into town to take on the Rams. Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite, I believe. Saints are desperate. Rams are in the mix. I think this is going to be a potential game of the yep. week encounter. I wouldn't be surprised, Michael Robinson, if the Saints and Rams game ended how? Not looking for a score. I know you're going to give that to us yep. tomorrow before the game on game day kickoff. Is it a last drive game? Is it a thrilling contest that we have seen before from these two teams in the playoffs? Let's not forget the, the call that wasn't made, yeah. the, the pass interference that <laughs> yeah. wasn't made. That'll get Sean Payton screaming in your face. Um, what do you got? I got a feeling that the game will be slow early. Slow early. And then thrilling late. Yeah, like the last six minutes, you'll get like a flurry of like maybe 28 points scored completely, like 14 by both teams. No disrespect to SoFi, but it's not the home environment that other teams have in this league. No. Does that benefit a Saints team who really needs to win if more as much, if not more, than the Rams do? Yeah, it does because they're veteran-led. Demario Davis on that defense has this, this for whatever reason, this, this defense plays, man, for Dennis Allen. They don't give up 300 yards passing. They hold the line of scrimmage, and they can get after the quarterback. And then you look at offensively, Derek Carr has been in this league. He understands how to get the ball down the football field. So, yeah, I think it does benefit the Saints. I'm trying to read from his body language, listener, and just from the aura <laughs> that he has, a strong aura uh, where he's leaning. I have not been able to figure it out. But watch game day kickoff tomorrow on NFL Network for Michael Robinson's game pick and score predictions for the Thursday night encounter between the Saints and the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Michael Robinson, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That was 16 for 16. We got 17 in the end. 17 questions ahead of week 16. Thank you so much to our special guest today, the real Mike Rob, Michael Robinson. I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow when the reporter's notebooks are ripped open. Sherry Burris will join us and talk to us about the Broncos game this week against the Patriots. Doesn't sound like a great encounter. Trust me, it is. She'll also tell us about the chatter inside the Ravens locker room. We talk a lot about the Ravens. Michael and I talked about the Ravens today. Sherry Burris has the inside scoop on what the chatter is inside this team. She'll also give us a little bit of a window into the future of my Washington Commanders in terms of coaching, in terms of their draft strategy, and yes, in terms of a future with or without Sam Howell. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.